the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. James says, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this or that. And that's the way that we should live. And that's the way that Paul lived as well. He said, if the Lord wills it. The Latin, Deo Valente. Hi there. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, the ministry of Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. We're back in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 today as we continue our look at ministry inside of the church. We've seen all of the gifts, but as far as administration and to what end and what goal the church exists, we're going to continue to explore that end of things, again found here in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Join us and be encouraged. Here with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse, once again, Pastor Leighton Sheely. It is important for a church to entrust its property and its funds into the hands of godly and responsible men. Uh, The gifts that were given to the early church were initially given to the apostles, but as the church grew, and it grew very, very quickly, the apostles quickly became overwhelmed with the amount of administrative work that was required. They said, there's a couple of things that we really need to focus on. We need to pray and we need to preach and prepare to preach. Let's let somebody else take care of that. And so in Acts uh, chapter 6, the apostles said to the congregation, Select from among you seven brethren of good reputation, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. And uh, you'll notice that the qualifications were not financial. They didn't say we want a good bookkeeper, we want a good accountant. What they were talking, what they wanted were um, men that were of good reputation and full of the Spirit. They were spiritual qualifications for this role. You know, for over 50 years, Church of the Highlands has been blessed with an exceptional, exceptional reputation for fiscal responsibility. Our books are reviewed annually, and we are often commended by other business with, businesses with whom we do business for our prompt payment. Our pastors and elders work diligently to protect the reputation of the church and ensure that God's money is not mishandled. Paul says, if it seems appropriate, they can travel with me. He, he didn't want to handle the money himself. And our pastors usually are of the same ilk, of the same genre. We want to have the same caution. Uh, sometimes I'll have a person come up to me after a service or between the services, and they missed the opportunity to give during the offering, and they hand me a check or an envelope, and they say, could you take care of this? And my first response is to look around for an usher, and if there's an usher available, to redirect them to the ushers, because that's the responsibility of the ushers. And by the way, ushers are really the deacons of the church. We don't necessarily call them that here at Highlands, although we could, but they really function as deacons of the church. When the offering is collected or counted, it is never in the possession of a single individual. There are always two or more elders or deacons present. Uh, and, And that's done for the protection of the church, and that's also done for the protection of the individuals 
who serve the church in that capacity. Verse 5. I am coming to visit you after I have been to Macedonia, for I am planning to travel through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay with you a while, possibly all winter, and then you can send me on my way to my next destination. This time I don't want to make just a short visit and, and then go right along. I want to come and stay a while, if the Lord will let me. Now this letter was probably written towards the end of a three-year ministry stay in Ephesus. He, he, Paul probably wrote this letter and gave it to Timothy uh, to deliver. And you notice he says, after I go through Macedonia, he, Paul was one who always had a plan. He was always looking at the map of the Roman Empire and looking for the next opportunity uh, for ministry. He was planning future steps in his ministry. A, a faithful worker for the Lord should always be looking forward with expectancy, never satisfied with what's already been accomplished, because there are still people who have not heard the gospel, and there are still believers who need to be encouraged. You know, there's a story told of a cobbler in England named William Carey. Cobblers make and, and repair shoes. And, and uh, he had a passion for the Lord. And so as he worked at his workbench, he put a map of the world in front of him. He would pray for the Lord's leading in, in directing him into a, an area of missions. And he would prepare. And when he did finally arrive in India, uh, he made outstanding contributions with his teaching and preaching and translation and the printing of uh, Christian literature and really established a basis that most of the missionaries to India have enjoyed. He was prepared when the opportunity came because he'd been preparing all along. You know, there's really two extremes that need to be avoided. One extreme is to have no vision for ministry and to wait for the leading of the Holy Spirit. I had several friends in Bible college with this paradigm. They wouldn't do anything unless God threw them out of the, their bed on the floor, something like that. I was uh, talking with one of them not too long ago. We've been out of Bible college for 30 years plus now. And uh, he is still waiting for the Holy Spirit to lead him into ministry. And he's missed so many opportunities over those 30 years to minister where he was in a church. He's so incredibly talented and gifted. And those talents and gifts that God gave him have not been a, as much of a blessing to the church as they really could have. So one of the dangers is to sit around doing nothing. Another extreme, the other extreme, is to be so busy that when the Holy Spirit wants to get our attention, he can't because we're too busy working on his behalf to listen to what he has for our direction. That we so thoroughly plan our lives and our ministries that there's no opportunity for the leading of the Lord. We need to be flexible. We need to be sensitive to the leading Lord. We might have a, a vision that we think God gave us, but perhaps it isn't exactly what God wants to do. Maybe it's an interim. I have noticed along the way of, of my ministry that there have been areas that I've been led into for a time that I thought I would be at, you know, for my life. But they were, I was only there for a time, and I was there for the purpose of learning something in that environment that contributed to a skill set that I would need later on a later assignment. James says, if the Lord wills, we will live and we'll do this or that. And that's the way that we should live. And that's the way that Paul lived as well. He said, if the Lord wills it. You know, David Livingston had that understanding as well. I, 
we remember David Livingston for the missions work that he did on the continent of Africa. He got so deep into the interior of that dark continent that, uh, that it took months for people to find him. And when they did, the first comment was Dr. Livingston, I presume. And uh, we remember him for that comment. Actually, Dr. Livingston, he wanted to go to China. He thought that's where he was supposed to go. He never did get to China. But he was flexible and he followed the leading of the Lord. And the Lord sent him to Africa. He established a great kingdom work there in that dark continent. Paul wrote, I hope to remain with you for some time. I don't want to rush through. You know, doing the Lord's work requires time and commitment. It can't be rushed. Now, there's really two phases or aspects of the Lord's work. There's evangelism, that is, from the Great Commission, making disciples. And sometimes that can be accomplished in in just hours. Uh, and, And if that's the case, it's always because God has prepared that person to receive the message of salvation. Sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes years. But then there's another aspect, and that is discipleship, which is to teach new converts to observe all that Jesus has commanded. And that takes time. And that's why Paul was saying, I want to spend some time with you because I really want to help you better understand God's word and apply it to your lives. Verse 8. In the meantime, I will be staying here at Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There's a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. You know, a wide open door and opposition are usually experienced together. Uh, Over the years, we've found here at Highlands that that there is a heightened level of opposition when God is about to do something. When God is at work, so is the enemy. G. Campbell Morgan said, If you have no opposition in the place you serve, you're serving in the wrong place. You see, it's not supposed to be easy. We are in a spiritual battle. Battle is not supposed to be easy. If things are too easy, we're not in the battle. We need to be in the battle. Paul later wrote, we don't want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia. Ephesus is is part of Asia. Ephesus is where he wrote this letter from. We were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves in order that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope. John MacArthur, great pastor, told the story of a, a John Patton, a university student from Scotland. And he was called by God to go to the island of Tana and bring the message of salvation to the cannibals there. And so he and his wife and his infant son traveled, and within a few months, his wife and son died. He had to sleep on their graves for several days to keep the cannibals from digging up the bodies and eating them. He was there for four years, and at the end of the four years, 
he could not identify a single convert. Many years later, his son, another son by another marriage, resumed work on the island of Tana, and eventually the entire island came to Christ. When the elder Patton revisited the island, the chief of the former cannibals asked the missionary who was the great army that surrounded his hut every night when he first came among them. He couldn't see them, but the cannibals could. Because of his faithful work and the work of his son, when he left that island for the last time, he said through tearful eyes, I don't know of one native on these islands who has not made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Simply remaining faithful through it all, no matter what calling, what position, what title, are you faithful? Well, we have more to consider and we'll do so tomorrow here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. You can also learn a bit more about Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely, if you'd like to visit. We have our service times, direction, location, all there, again, at our website, highlands.us. As mentioned, tomorrow we're back in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We trust you'll join us then as we continue studying verse by verse with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.